Hello, hello. It's Nadine here, and I'm here with this week's mini episode of Life, Health, and the Universe. Thanks for joining me. So, in these mini episodes, over the last three, I think, I have been talking about books that I've read over the last couple of years. Now, I've read a whole bunch of books. Uh, fiction and non-fiction. The books that I'm speaking about with you in these uh, mini episodes are books that I've used on my journey of personal development and also health and um, behavior. So over the last couple of years, up until uh, the middle of this year, actually, I've was coaching a small group of women in a a membership and we were talking about health and also habits and behaviors and how we can integrate healthy habits into our everyday lives because it really isn't a one-size-fits-all approach and I think that we can all agree, well I hope that we can all agree, that health is important to us but our lives are busy And it can be really difficult to find the time to do what we think is necessary to be healthy. And what we were trying to do inside the membership is really look at what our everyday habits and behaviors were doing and how we could best make use of those small pockets of time and those small habits and behaviors to integrate Um, them into our everyday lives. So it wasn't like having to find massive pockets of time to do things, but not pockets, uh, chunks rather, of time to do all of the things and how we could uh, take those small pockets and make them more valuable to us and our health. Um, And this book, is one of the ones that I have found super useful when it comes to understanding uh, ourselves and um, finding ways to make habits work for us. And also understanding why sometimes they just don't work for us when they seem to be working for other people. So the book that I'm sharing with you this week, and I can highly recommend it, is a book called Better Than Before by the author Gretchen Rubin, who is also the author of The Happiness Project. This is a New York Times bestseller. And uh, this book, um, the subtitle is What I Learned About Making and Breaking Habits to Sleep More, Quit Sugar, Procrastinate Less, and generally build a happier life. So we all know also that, uh, as Gretchen Rubin suggests, having those habits and behaviors uh, can make us feel happier because it's kind of like we feel like we've got a handle on things. This book is really, really helpful on giving us some insights onto into what is actually going on for us and how we can best uh, work with some of these things to make us happier. One of the things that I really like about this book is that it's written by a woman because I feel like a woman has a different perspective when it comes to 
these things, whether it's health-related stuff or habit-related stuff. Having a, uh, yeah, a woman's insight is really helpful because although I absolutely love 100% James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, and also BJ Fogg's book, Tiny Habits, I don't know if I've talked about them yet, but if I haven't, then I definitely will. They're really helpful books, but they're very linear. I feel men have a much more linear approach and it's much more straightforward, whereas women are a bit more cyclical and in nature, just generally. And so those linear approaches can work, but not always. Um, and so it's really nice to have a book written by a woman about habits um, and her insights and her observations um, about what's going on for us. So that was the first thing that I really loved about it. What I also loved is that in this book, you kind of, um, Gretchen has a quiz called the Four Tendencies Quiz. And she breaks our um, personalities up into these four separate groups. Now, there are a whole bunch of different um, personality tests that we can use to help to understand ourselves better. But this one I really like when it comes to habits and behavior. Um, because you can have some real aha moments with it. So she breaks them into, uh, she calls it the four tendencies, and she breaks them into four categories. The um, I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head and look through the book at the same time to find it. So she has the questioner. Uh, I remember that one because that's who I am. Uh, the questioner, the rebel, uh, the, here we go, 287. The questioner, the rebel, the, oh, I'm going to try and find it, the upholder tendency, the questioner tendency, the obliger tendency, and the rebel tendency. And they all have different kind of extrinsic and intrinsic motivating behaviors, okay? So, for example, the obliger will do things for other people, okay? They're very obliging. Um, so that means when they're trying to build a habit, they might be someone who works really well within a group environment. For example, if they're trying to exercise, going to a class might be better than trying to motivate, motivate themselves to do it on their own. Whereas a questioner will be given the information and they'll decide whether it makes sense or not. And if it makes sense, they don't need anyone's help to go ahead and do it. That's pretty much me. Um, the rebel, they kind of need uh, a little bit more of the, they don't like being told what to do, which can be really hard because they, uh, they find it difficult to get extrinsic or intrinsic motivation. So they have to find some kind of moral value in it. Like, is this, is this representing the person I want to be? Um, when they, when it comes to setting themselves goals and behave, uh, and you know, new habits and the upholder is pretty comfortable. Um, if they've, if they've got a set of rules, they're pretty happy to just stick to them, uh, without too much, uh, questioning. So that's really handy. 
um, information to know about yourself. If you're interested in like, why aren't these habits sticking for me when they seem to stick for other people? Um, Why did I used to be able to do it, but now it just doesn't seem to be able to work? These are really great um, ways of finding out a little bit more about yourself. So that's a really handy thing. Gretchen breaks the book down into stories of people that she's observed in her everyday life, her sister, her friends, even herself, and things that she's tried out and that she's asked questions about, like what those exact things that I was just talking about. Why isn't this working for me? Why does it work for someone else? Why is this thing working for me? But when I tell my sister that this is a really good thing to do, it's just not a motivating factor for her. It encourages us to explore our own journey when it comes to building new habits. Um, One thing that I found really helpful was uh, when I was giving up alcohol, as if you've been a um, long-term listener, you'll know that this is something that um, I've done in the last couple of years. Yes, it's been that long, nearly two years now, since I had my last alcoholic drink. Anyway, she talks about abstaining and moderating and how some people are abstainers and some people are moderators. So, you know, if, for example, this was me, okay, I couldn't understand how I could go out for dinner with some friends and one person would be able to have one glass of wine and then just say, um, one, one glass will do me. And actually, Darren, my husband, is uh, he can do that. He can go out for dinner. He can have one glass of wine. Whereas I'm like, if I'm drinking, I'm drinking and I'll have one glass and then I'll have another and another. Um, I can't moderate. And when I learned that about myself, I understood that abstaining was much easier for me because abstaining meant I just drew a line in the sand. I didn't have to wonder whether I didn't have to go, oh, I don't know if I'm going to drink at that party tonight or whether I'm going to have one. I just go, no, draw a line in the sand, no drinking, so much easier for me. When I understood that about myself, oh, it was, a, it was really helpful to know that that was who I, part of who I was when it came to drinking alcohol. Um, some of the other things that Gretchen Rubin uh, talks about in the book is uh, understanding yourself, as I said, and understanding that not everyone is the same. So different approaches work for different people. So self-knowledge is really important when it comes to building habits. She talks about pillars of habit, which are things like monitoring what you're doing. Like, are you keeping a record of it? Scheduling when you're going to do something so that you don't forget about it. She talks about needing accountability. Like some people uh, work well with accountability when it comes to setting themselves uh, a new habit and sticking to it. She talks about when is the best time to begin. She talks about abstaining and moderating. She discusses loopholes, and I think that she's got 12 loopholes that she talks about. Let me see if I can find them in the book as well, because they're kind of funny. But you can kind of read through them and you go, oh, yeah, I do that. 
you could kind of give yourself, I was good, you know, this kind of loophole is, well, I was good yesterday, or I've been good for five days, so today I can let myself off. That's kind of one of the examples of a loophole that she has. Uh, she talks about giving ourselves rewards for habits, how rewarding can help some people, how treats um I'm not sure if she talks about treats in terms of helping or, you know, what does it mean to treat yourself? Um, Safeguards, all of the things. It's a really simple read. It's really insightful. Um, And if you are just curious about um, how you can make habits work better for you or if you're curious about building habits, if you've enjoyed reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I highly encourage you to read this book too. Um, it's really helpful. Another thing that I thought was really cool that she said uh, somewhere in the book was um, habits are fragile. So we may, uh, once they're in our lives, we do them regularly and consistently, but if we're not conscious of them, they can easily be broken. Think about You know, you've been really consistent doing something and then you go on holiday and then you don't do it anymore. That's that fragility of habits. And I I love to pair that with um, James Clear's quote of never miss twice. So if you want to keep a habit, um, never miss, uh, you know, you've got a habit and you stay up late one night and so you don't get up the next morning to go for your walk, for example. That's... uh, Don't do it two times in a row. Get back into it as soon as you can because habits are fragile. Um, And yeah, if you're into habits, if you want to learn more about it, if you haven't read this book, highly recommend it. Love it. Thank you for listening. And I will speak to you again soon. Bye for now.